You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 104. The start of a new year often brings lots of ideas of ways that you want this year to be different than the last. By this point in the year, though, resolutions may have faded or old habits may have resurfaced. Today, I want to talk about eight habits you might want to consider implementing this year to make small improvements to your business and to your personal life. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine Podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. When I was starting to prepare some of these episodes for this year, I really just started to think about how in years past, I feel like January has gone way more smoothly than it did this year. And this year, if you feel like you need a redo on January, know that you are not alone. So I thought this would be a good episode to get us started with a new month in February because sometimes January just does not go according to plan. Sometimes life throws you just different curveballs. Sometimes you just don't have the energy to jump into a new year the way you thought you would at the end of last year. And so today we're going to talk about some habits that really you can implement any time of year, but I think it's really great to think about these things while you're still in the fresh part of a new year and still energetic energized to make changes and make new habits for a new year. Now, if you are new to the podcast, I'm so excited that you are checking out this podcast, and I hope that these tips will help you to think more like the CEO of your food blog and to really be strategic and intentional with the time that you are spending on your business, but also the time that you're spending within your personal life away from your business as well. And as always, if you are a past listener of the podcast, thank you so much for being a loyal fan of this podcast, and I hope that each and every week brings you value and just helps you to improve your food blog and your life. Now, as you may or may not already know, I am your host of the Vine podcast, Madison Wetherill. I am the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. We specialize in building custom websites for food bloggers who are really looking to take their business to that next level, and they know that presenting their business with a professional and curated look through their brand and their website is really going to be part of what takes their business to that next level. Our clients are often looking to take that next step to continue making an impact through their food blog, and they're looking to do things like diversify their income streams, create higher level strategic partnerships, and create a household name for their business. This year, we have gotten really intentional about the way that we're working with our clients, and we have two primary packages that we are focusing our attention on this year. Those are going to be our branding VIP intensive and our custom website design package. If you are ready to finally have clarity on your brand messaging, who your audience is, and how you can reach them, the branding VIP intensive is going to give you all of that branding strategy plus the visual side of your branding and the logo design to represent that. Then our custom website package is a full branding, website design, and development package. And then finally, if you have heard us talk about our designer for a day package in the past, we have been revamping that offer and that will be available again soon. So if you are ever interested to see what is available right now, when our next start dates are, or what the details are about any of these packages, you can go over to the services tab at graceandvinestudios.com. You can also check the link that's in the show notes every week to learn more and to reach out. 
Okay, so today we're going to talk about a few habits that I think that you should consider implementing this year. And when I was making this list, it was really clear that there was a divide between business habits that you might want to put into place and then also some personal habits. And I think it's really important to think of your habits in both parts of your life because what you do in your business greatly affects your personal life and vice versa. So the idea for this came from a few books that I read towards the end of last year and actually one that I'm still reading. One of those books is called Soundtracks by John Acuff. If you can find an audio version of this book, it is super easy to listen to and I feel like he is just a really good narrator of his own work and it's really easy to listen to, but basically just goes through this idea of the soundtracks that we play in our head and the stories that we tell ourselves and how we can rewrite those. And then the second book that I'm reading right now with our Grace and Vine team is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And this book really talks about how when you are trying to set a new habit, or to reach a goal, breaking things down to an atomic level and really thinking about goals differently can really help you to achieve more. So I have been absolutely loving this book. I feel like it is really changing the way that I'm thinking about goal setting and habits. And so these two books kind of had me in a mindset of just talking about some of these habits that I really think can change your business and can change your personal life. Now, some of these habits are things that I've been doing for a long time, and some are even things we've talked about on the podcast before, but others of these are things that I'm still working on and still trying to implement into my business and into my life. So habit number one that you should consider implementing this year is to set work hours. Now, this is something that I feel like has happened for me naturally as I started having kids and had to really get intentional about the time that I was able to spend on my business. But for some of you, this may be harder. I think this is important to set these work hours because it gives you a container in which you have to get things done. If you're anything like me, sometimes you need that pressure of a deadline to be able to really get things done on time and to get things moving. And when you don't have that deadline because you work for yourself and you can work all day long whenever you want, it's really hard to make progress on certain goals, especially the goals that maybe are not the most fun, but are things that you need to do. So by setting work hours for yourself, you're really helping to create that boundary for yourself. This can look so many different ways depending on what your life situation is, if you need childcare, if you work a full-time job and you do your blog on the side, or if you're a new full-time blogger, you might say, I have all the time in the world, but setting these work hours and boundaries is going to help you to protect your boundary and your balance between your personal life and your work life. So really think about how much time do you need or want to work on your business every week. Remember to include things like administrative work that you have to do, CEO work that you have to do, as well as the time that you have to spend in the kitchen and on your computer actually working on your blog. And then once you have a rough idea of how many hours you think you're going to need every week, then start to set those work hour containers. This can be as simple as saying that you are not going to start on work before 10 a.m. and you're going to wrap up by 5. Maybe it's saying that you're going to have a dedicated lunch hour every hour so that you can get outside and take a walk and make sure that you are actually eating and taking care of yourself. Whatever this needs to look like for you, be intentional about just setting something up that you think you can follow and then try to follow it and see what happens. You can always adjust these hours later, but having that boundary will help you to start to see if you have set a realistic amount of time aside to work on your business. And it's also going to help you to see if you've set a realistic boundary between your personal and your work life. 
The second habit is to set daily and weekly priorities. This kind of goes hand in hand with setting your work hours because it makes it really easy to know what's realistic for you every week to get done. And we talked about this in episode 97 about weekly priorities and then episode 102 about setting daily priorities. So if you haven't listened to those specific episodes, make sure you go back and listen to those in your podcast player. But this is really important because it helps you to be intentional about the time that you're spending on your business and what you're doing. When you kind of sit down and just work on whatever seems most urgent in the moment, you often will neglect some of the bigger priorities that you have. But if you set a weekly priority every single week of one thing that you want to achieve in your business or one thing that's going to draw you closer to the goals that you've set for the month or for the quarter, it's really going to help you to actually make progress. And that is going to help train your brain to look for opportunities where you're able to progress forward on those goals. And then daily priorities is really just a reflection of that as well. It helps you to see what is one action that I could do or one task I could complete that would help me to complete that weekly priority. This is also really helpful if you don't have a lot of working time every day. Having that one priority or a few priorities that you need to get done every day can really help you streamline what you need to get done and help take the overwhelm out of having less time to work on your business. Habit number three is to get ahead on creating content. Now, for me, this is something that I have to take season by season. There are some seasons of the podcast and our blog content where we are really far ahead and it feels amazing. And what often happens is that then you kind of take your foot off the gas and you get a little bit behind. So when I talk about creating a habit of getting ahead on creating content, I think this really comes down to setting up rhythms in your business so that you are constantly ahead or constantly striving to be ahead. And that it's not just a seasonal thing because you can get ahead if you need to for taking a break from your blog for a week to go on vacation or taking a break over the holidays or if you maybe have a maternity leave coming up and you really have to get ahead on content. It's easy to push yourself to do those things, but I'm really talking about building a habit around consistently being ahead. This helps for so many different reasons, but the first and probably I think one of the most important reasons that this is essential to your business and a habit you absolutely should create is that it will really stop you from scrambling. You're going to be able to produce higher quality work if you are not doing it at the last minute at midnight when you're tired the night before it's supposed to go live. Another reason this is super helpful is that eventually if you want to bring on team members to help you, being ahead is key. You are not going to be able to find somebody who is willing to work on a blog post the midnight before it needs to go live the same way that you would do that. If you have people who are working for you, you're going to want to have better boundaries than that. And there's no reason why you shouldn't give yourself better boundaries for that. So this can be really simple to get started on this habit. It can be maybe one week instead of publishing two new blog posts, you just publish one so that the second blog post you're getting ready is for next week. Then the next week you're working on two more blog posts and that's going to be your second post for the week and the week ahead. And then eventually you're going to be able to maybe push yourself to get further ahead. I didn't actually put this as a specific habit, but this could, I guess, be a bonus number nine habit, which is batching content. Being able to batch work is going to help you to get ahead as well. When you're able to get multiple recipes tested at the same time, or you're able to do photos for multiple recipes, edit photos for multiple recipes, it's going to help to cut down the time that you are switching tasks, and it's going to help you be more efficient in what you are doing. So really start by just taking a look at how many blog posts do you need to create every week? And what would it look like if you were able to start getting ahead on those? What would you need to do to be able to get one week of content ahead and then two and then three? And what kind of boundaries could you put in place for yourself to help you stay ahead like that? 
This is also really, really helpful when life happens. There have been so many times where I have been so thankful that we are ahead on podcast content because something happens and I'm not able to record new episodes for a few weeks, but I know we have it covered and I can catch up after we get caught up with the backlog of episodes we were ahead on. But that's not something that I want to be happening every single week because it constantly puts our team into a place where they are scrambling to get things done last minute. Clearly, I have a lot of feelings about getting ahead on creating content, and maybe I'm just giving myself a little pep talk right now. Um, This might be an episode in the future that I talk about as a full episode because I feel like it is just so essential to the success of your business and also to the stress level of your business being minimized. Habit number four when it comes to the business side of habits that we're going to think about implementing this year is to outsource. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know how passionate I am about outsourcing things in your business. And I wanted to also point you back to a previous episode we had a few weeks ago. I interviewed Andrew Wilder for the Food Blogger Summit and we re-aired that interview on the podcast back in episode 99. In that episode, he and I just had a conversation about building your website team and what that can really look like. And I loved some of the ideas that Andrew shared about just things that you might even already be outsourcing within your business and really how to think about outsourcing in your business as a strategic move. Because at the end of the day, it really is something that is going to propel your business forward in the long run. Now, when you implement some of these other habits we've already talked about, like setting your work hours and setting priorities and trying to get ahead on content, it may show you places where you already need to outsource. If you find that you are constantly behind on getting photos edited for your blog posts, maybe that's something that you could look into outsourcing. You don't always have to outsource the entire creation of something like taking photos. Maybe you just find somebody who can edit the photos for you. Maybe you have someone within your own family who can help you with editing photos. This is again going to push you to have to need to get ahead on content, which is just going to improve your process in the future and it's going to help improve your work-life balance as well. And maybe it has nothing to do with content. Maybe there's something else within your business that you really need to outsource. Maybe there is some website management. Maybe there's some updates to your website or maybe you are just ready to outsource social media. Whatever it is that comes to mind as the thing that you hate doing within your business, and I don't like using that word because it's a very strong word, but there are definitely things for every single person that if you never had to do that one thing to make your business successful, you would be so thrilled to never do it again. I have had countless conversations with people who have really taken this mentality of outsourcing to heart and every single one of them has seen a return on their investment and seen their revenue grow as they have been able to let go of the things that they don't love doing or are not great at doing. And I have definitely seen that to be true in my own business as well. So think about a few things that you could outsource within your business, or this could also be within your personal life. Maybe there are a few things that you need support with around the house, some things that keep getting put on the to-do list and keep getting neglected and maybe you can have someone come and help you to go through some of those honey-do list items that you have and have been avoiding. Okay, so shifting into some of the more personal side of things, the personal habits that I think will also help your business in the long run. The first one, which is habit number five, is going to be reading more. This is actually a habit I've really been working on in the last year, and I also feel like it's an example from Atomic Habits that really stuck with me. It isn't something that he necessarily says in the book, but it's something that just helped me to understand the concepts behind the book. And the idea is that instead of saying that you're going to read 12 books in a year and making that a goal, you would maybe say that you're going to be someone who is a reader. And to be someone who is a reader, you need to read 10 minutes a day. And being able to break down a goal to reading 10 minutes a day is actually going to help you to achieve 
more over the long run because you are implementing a habit that is something that becomes a part of who you are. Another example of this is my family and I have been working on this thousand hour outside challenge. It's this challenge that started on Instagram and basically it's this idea to get outside for a thousand hours per year, which is the average amount of time that children spend on screens in a year. And so they combated that by saying, let's spend a thousand hours outside to basically make up for the time that kids are spending on screens. And for us, that has been a really big challenge. Even with having beautiful weather this time of year, it has been a challenge to get us outside three hours a day. So what I have been doing is trying to tweak the activities we're already doing, but doing them outside. So for example, if we can eat a snack and a lunch and even dinner outside, then we try to do that. If we have a few minutes where we're just gonna take a break and maybe I'm just gonna veg out on my phone for 10 minutes, I will go do that outside. And so that's helped us to add small amounts of time every day that have added up to five or more hours on certain days. So with the reading example, this is something that over time when you spend 10 minutes a day reading, that's gonna add up to 70 minutes per week, which adds up to a lot of time every month and every year. So by having those little habits, you're able to create the time for the things that you want. Another tip with reading more is don't be afraid to count the time that you are listening to an audiobook. I really, really love listening to things. It's why I love podcasts so much. And I have found that audiobooks just work so well for me and I can get through them so quickly. And there's other books that I love to sit down and, you know, read on the couch or things like that. But don't be afraid to count things that feel like reading to you. It could be time reading a magazine. It could be time just browsing a cookbook. There are so many things that can count as reading and obviously you don't have to track the hours that you're spending reading, but just make simple changes to your habits to read more often because this is going to help you to just be filled with more knowledge and information, but it also can just be something that you enjoy doing if you like to read fiction. I personally don't read fiction very often. I have a hard time finding books that I really like and I love nonfiction and personal development books. So those are the types of books that I choose to read because I know I will read them more because I like them. You can also look into subscription services that send you books, or I have really liked using Scribed, which is an audiobook subscription per month. Basically, you pay $10, I think, per month, and you can have as many audiobooks as you want to. Whereas with something like Audible, you have to obviously download every single book and pay for the book individually, which I found was stopping me from actually reading them. And then the other little tip is if you have a public library, a lot of them have partnered with different companies to be able to provide audiobooks through the public library. So that's a great way to be able to listen to audiobooks or even read ebooks for free. Habit number six, I already talked about a little bit when I was sharing about the thousand hours outside, but this is to spend more time outside. Now I am saying this as someone who lives in Arizona and we have amazing weather most of the year. So definitely come and challenge me on this in the summer when it's hot. But spending time outside is so, so good for us. And this is something I've seen so clearly with my kids. If they are having a crazy day and they just need to get some energy out, sending them outside just changes everything. Or if they have a day outside where they're spending, you know, four or five hours outside, they're just in the best moods. And I think this is something we've lost as adults, mostly because of our culture and because we, you know, sit inside and work. But it's so important for us to get outside to recharge, even to get some sun. And I think adding in this habit can be really life-changing for you. And I know it has been for me over the last probably year and a half as I've really tried to focus on just being outside as often as I can. And again, this can be a challenge if you live somewhere that is really miserable in certain seasons, but if you can get the proper gear and you can just force yourself to do, you know, a walk outside for 10 minutes or go walk in the rain and play in the puddles with your kids. It is something that is such a 
just joyful experience and I think we just have to force ourselves to not be grumpy adults who don't want to be outside when it's not perfect weather. So again, kind of preaching to myself here, but I think this is something that is just so lost on us as adults and it's unfortunately something that I think as entrepreneurs we really struggle with being able to do that. But again, take your laptop outside and go work outside for a little bit or go outside and read a book or take a walk or lay in a hammock and read or listen to a podcast. Whatever it is that you can do, even if it's five or 10 minutes a day, it is really going to recharge you in a way that I truly don't think anything else can recharge you. Habit number seven is to meal plan and do grocery pickup. Now I have been doing grocery pickup, like curbside pickup since way before the pandemic. I have been doing this basically since I've had two kids. So back to 2018 is when I started doing this. And it is a serious game changer in so many different ways. First of all, it really forces me to meal plan because if I don't know what we're going to eat and then I can't order food. Second is that it forces us to be able to be intentional about what we're spending because when we go to the grocery store, we always find things that we don't need. It can also really help with just having a rhythm and a routine around this. So for our family, we have usually Thursday or Friday is when we're running out of some of our key things that we need every week, like fruit and eggs and things like that. And so that's usually when we're going to do our grocery order and then pick it up either Friday or Saturday. Now, when we have weeks when we can't do that, it really, really throws us off because we have gotten so used to it. And I have found that it has really helped to keep our grocery budget low as well because we are only buying the things that we need for a week at a time with the exception of some bulk items. But it really has just helped us to be thoughtful about what we're buying every week and not be overspending. And then grocery pickup, honestly, this is a form of outsourcing. It really is. So if you are not doing this, this is something that can save you an hour or two every single week. And that hour or two that I used to spend in the grocery store and loading up my cart and scanning items and all of that is not an hour or two that I miss spending in that way at all. So I would highly, highly recommend this. You can use an actual service like Instacart and have them you know, deliver it to you, which we do occasionally, but because the prices are usually higher, we just choose to use our Walmart grocery pickup. And I have heard so many people say, well, how do you know that the produce is gonna be good? And we have never had any issues with it. I think we've had one or two times in almost four years now that we've had issues with you know, strawberries being bad or something like that. But honestly, that happens even when you go to the grocery store and shop for yourself. So highly recommend giving this a try. And more so than just trying it, I highly recommend making this a rhythm and a habit that you have in your week, that you have a specific day that you meal plan and a specific day that you either order your groceries or go to the grocery store and not let it be something that is just feeling chaotic. Okay, and habit number eight is going to be taking care of yourself. Now, if you're anything like me, you might hear this and roll your eyes and just want to move on. The idea of self-care has always been something that I have kind of struggled with because of the, I guess the idea of it being like bubble baths and candles and getting a pedicure and things like that. And those can all be great things if that's what works for you. When I say taking care of yourself, it can mean so many different things. For me, one of the things that is taking care of myself is making sure that I'm reading more and spending more time outside and meal planning and doing grocery pickup. Those are the things that keep my head on straight. And for you, it may be that you need time to relax with a massage or a pedicure, or maybe you need time to be outside going on an adventure like a hike. It could just mean that you need time to veg out in front of your favorite Netflix show. Whatever it is that you feel like you need to do in order to be able to just keep yourself operating at whatever the highest level is for you and the level that you want to be at, that's what I want you to prioritize. And I want you to create those habits around whatever those things are. Like I said, for me, they're things that are not your typical self-care, like beauty type of things. I am like 
super simple when it comes to that type of self-care. I don't need a lot of that type of self-care. But what I do need is the things that just fill my soul. They're the things that I love to do in my free time. And when I don't do those and when I sacrifice those for usually just more work time, that's when I really see everything else start to suffer. So I really think this is so important to really be figuring out what do you need to do to take care of yourself? What does that mean for you? What are those non-negotiable things that you need to have on your calendar or just so a part of your daily life that you can't possibly not do them? And I want you to just get really intentional about making sure that those are habits this year because that is how you're going to continue to be able to operate at the highest level and really be able to be the CEO that your business needs and to be able to sustain this for the long haul. Okay, so as we wrap up, let's go over these eight habits one more time. And then I would love for you to go over to Instagram and share this episode and let me know which one you are planning on implementing first. So number one, setting work hours. Number two, setting daily and weekly priorities. Number three, getting ahead on creating content. Number four, outsourcing. Number five, reading more. Number six, spending more time outside. Number seven, meal planning and grocery pickup. And number eight, taking care of yourself. I would love to hear which of these you are just excited about implementing this year. And I hope that you will get the support that you need to be able to truly implement these habits and just make them a part of your lifestyle. So until next week, friends, talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to the vinepodcast.com. Talk soon.